Did you know that 20% of the population is a highly sensitive person and a smaller portion of HSPs are empaths? So chances are, if you are not an HSP or empath, you know someone who is. And there is a genetic component to this temperament. So in today's episode, I am going to discuss ways that you can tell if your child or teen is an HSP or empath and what you can do to support them. Hi everyone, this is Kavita, Certified Empowerment Coach and Hypnotherapist, and you are listening to the Enlightened Heart Podcast, where we explore topics that empower HSPs and empaths to go from surviving to thriving in the world. I use my years of coaching, my personal experience, and my training to provide deep insights and implementable strategies to help you thrive. Hi everyone, this is Kavitha. And today I'm going to dive deep into the highly sensitive child or teen. So how do you help your child thrive when the world overwhelms them? So the resources I'm using today are first, my own personal experience. The second is a resource called the highly sensitive child, helping our children thrive when the world overwhelms them by Dr. Elaine Aaron. I also am using an article from Psychology Today that talks about how to be a successful, highly sensitive parent. So first I want to talk about how I figured out that my children, I have two boys and both of them are highly sensitive and one is an empath. Uh, How did I figure this out? How did I find out they were highly sensitive children? So there were some signs that I wish that I had been given before so that I could support them differently. So this is why I'm sharing this with you today. So first of all, I noticed that my boys did not like loud noises. You know, I would notice that other children, if I took them to a social event, would be completely fine with the noise. My children would tend to cling to me or even cover their ears sometimes if things were really loud. And that was one indication that they were not enjoying the sound. Another sign that I would notice is that they would get physically overstimulated. Now I talk about the difference between physical and emotional overstimulation or overwhelm in the first episode. So if you want to learn more about the difference between the two, then go and listen to that episode. What I'm talking about is physical overstimulation. My kids would just look glassy-eyed. They would look like they just had enough right? That they couldn't take any more. So after a long day at school or at a play date, they would need some time by themselves. They would need sometimes without music, without anything. Oftentimes they would just sit in their room and play with their toys. And that was what they needed to recharge. I also noticed that they needed a routine. So most kids need routine. My kids needed it even more, especially my older son. He needed a routine. He needed to know when things were going to happen, what was happening next. And he also needed to know if things were going to be different ahead of time. Because if I try to change things on the spot, boy, would that be an issue. He would be very difficult and it would be very difficult to get him to agree to doing what I asked him to. When he was younger and he couldn't communicate, I didn't know that was what was going on. And as he got older, I realized that, oh, if I tell him ahead of time and I let him know that gives him that transition time that we all need as HSPs so that he could prepare himself emotionally and mentally for the next thing. 
Another thing was uh, my kids did not like certain itchy clothing. They hated wearing jeans and the tags on their clothes often irritated them and they would always be scratching or pulling at it and they would ask me when they were old enough to please cut out the tags. Another thing that I noticed is that, you know, as many parents, I put them in a lot of organized sports. And what I noticed was that, you know, when they would go to practice, they'd have a lot of fun, especially if it was outdoors. They would have fun and it would be fun with their friends and they would actually be pretty good at the sports. And then it came time for an actual game. And so when it was time for the actual game, they almost forgot. It seemed like they forgot how to play. And I quickly realized that it was just the overstimulation of the parents, a lot of the parents yelling, a lot of the the fact that they're playing against another team, there were a lot more people. And so I started to realize that that was not maybe the best place for them. And then the other thing is that people would make comments and label them as shy. So say, oh, your boys are so shy. And I even heard you have to toughen them up. And the reality is that's a mislabeling of a lot of highly sensitive people in general. We are not shy. We just take some time to process information. So we may not react as quickly as the world might expect. And that doesn't make us shy. Okay, so that's another thing. And hearing that label may be just an indication. The good news is these kids have a sharpened sense of awareness. A lot of times they're really smart, creative, they can demonstrate compassion, and you know, they do get overwhelmed by crowds, noises, new situations, and even the empathic kids can get overwhelmed when others are distressed. Another thing that I noticed was that my younger son needed some kind of comfort when we would leave his home, right? So I talked about the need for routine. There was also the need for familiarity. So when we would travel, I realized that he needed something that reminded him of the comfort of home. So I ended up purchasing this like really soft, plush, hypoallergenic stuffed animal that we took with us whenever we traveled. And then when I realized how attached he was to it, and how he needed it for sleep, I bought two and I hid the other one from him. So this just provided some familiarity and comfort for him because, you know, things are changing so rapidly for them and they really need that grounding of something familiar. So some of the things that make a highly sensitive person are also shared with highly sensitive children. So Dr. Elaine Aaron talks about the DOES, it's an acronym, and the, those Letters stand for D is a depth of processing, overstimulation, empathy or emotional responsiveness, and sensitivity to subtleties. So these are traits that you will notice in your children. So depth of processing is that, you know, we think deeply about things. We may take longer to think and act, hence the shyness I talked about, and take some time to make decisions. So when you put a child on the spot and say, you know, what do you want? Do you want this shirt or that shirt? They may not be able to decide right away, okay? The overstimulation, I talked about that physical overstimulation, that, you know, this happens to them much quicker, okay? You may notice that maybe some of your friends, kids who aren't highly sensitive, they're able to do more activity in a day, be around more people in a day. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your child. It's just that they need a different environment. And they're also empathetic and sometimes can feel the feelings of others. And so if you notice if they see someone else crying, they may start crying, right? And so, or if they see you're upset, they come and give you a hug, 
right? Or they try to comfort you in some way. So the sensitivity to subtleties, this is really a gift, right? Um, We can really pick up the details and cues. We know sometimes what people need. We can find distraction, noises, smells, things that other people don't seem to notice. And sometimes the world has a lot of that thrown at us at, at one time. And so it can be a lot for our children, especially when those things are not familiar, you know, when they're new, right? So it's really important to understand that they are going through first all the changes of development that happen for children and teens. And in addition to that, they're dealing with this extra layer of the world not being designed for them, right? And so as a parent, understanding our children and accepting our children is really key for them. And if you want to know more, I mean, if you want to take a self-test on, I will have a link in the show notes. Dr. Aaron has a self-test that you can take where you can check off like is my child highly sensitive and she has a few things to look out for some of the things I've talked about I'll add a couple things that I've noticed in my kids that I haven't talked about one of them that I love is she says that they seem to be like an old soul and that's really how I see my younger son he sometimes says things that there's no way he could know at his age so you know these are gifts that they have this makes them who they are okay so although your children might be highly sensitive they can be an extrovert. They can be an introvert. They can be a high sensation seeker. So there are differences within this 20% highly sensitive population. Okay. So understand that one highly sensitive child is not exactly the same as the other. I even see that in my own household between my two boys and how different they are and similar. So just some reminders that the highly sensitive trait is innate and biologists have found this in over 100 species and we're born this way. And the fact is you are more easily overwhelmed. And although in Western culture, we may not value sensitivity, in other cultures, sensitivity is valued. They're not told things like you are too sensitive, you need to toughen up. In fact, the sensitivity is noticed and valued and it is used in society in a positive way. So as a parent of a highly sensitive child or teen, what can you do? How can you help them thrive in the world? So Dr. Aaron says that as a parent, if our kids felt like they're supported and they're loved just the way they are, then they can thrive in this world. And what a gift we could give them by helping them learn to love and accept themselves. So the first thing is to accept your child. They are a highly sensitive person. They were designed this way on purpose and divine chose them and they chose this as a soul to be a highly sensitive person. They chose this path in this lifetime. So learning that this is who they are, accept them for who they are, accept them for their strengths. And I believe this goes with any child and more so highly sensitive children need to know that they're loved and accepted because they're often given messages by the rest of the world that they're not okay, that there's something wrong with them. So if you can provide that at home, that gives them a great foundation. So the next thing I would recommend is know your particular child. So yes, there are traits of highly sensitive children. There are books you can read. I'm sure there are lots of things that you can listen to and learn and workshops that you can attend. And 
taking it all and seeing who and what applies to your own child. Your child, although they are highly sensitive, are also maybe an extrovert. Maybe they're high sensation seeking like I shared earlier. Or maybe they're an ambivert. Or maybe they are an empath. So there are lots of ways that make them unique in addition to being a highly sensitive child. In addition to that, there are their own things. Like there are things that they enjoy. Maybe they're artistic and maybe they don't enjoy sports, right? I remember when my kids were younger and I didn't know about this trait and I didn't know I was a highly sensitive person and I was a new parent who didn't really have anywhere to look for an example and other parents were taking their kids for these games and my kids were just not liking it. They just didn't enjoy it. They loved the practices. They loved playing with their friends these games and like I shared earlier the actual games were very difficult for them and they did not enjoy them and they felt overwhelmed. So I had to make a decision that maybe this is not for them. Maybe organized sports now at this age is not for them. That's not to say they will never enjoy that. In fact, now my younger son enjoys some organized sports. And as children evolve and grow, some of their sensitivities shift and evolve as well right? So know that they're not going to be exactly this way or this sensitive to certain things their whole entire life, right? So the other thing is don't try to change them. Trying to change your child, trying to toughen them up, that's not going to help them right? Because they're designed this way. And I can tell you from my own coaching, from my own personal experience, when you pretend to be someone you're not, when you just do whatever you can and change yourself and chameleon yourself to fit into the world, which is what a lot of us do, you will feel unhappy, you will feel inauthentic, and you will eventually burn out and have maybe some of the health effects of that. So instead, how great would it be if you honored who they are, taught them how to manage their sensitivity, taught them about their strength, gave them the environment that told them there's nothing wrong with them and they're great and wonderful and they're designed this way on purpose and they would have the confidence in the world to be who they are in the way that they are designed. These children and teens have the potential to support others. They have the potential to provide a different point of view, the point of view that only a deep thinker could bring. These children and teens are so needed right now. They can make a huge impact on the world. And I feel a huge responsibility as a parent to provide them the support they need so they can go out and make their impact. So one thing I do want to mention is creating boundaries and discipline for your children and your teens. So just because they're highly sensitive children and teens does not mean that they don't need boundaries and discipline. And when they've done something that or behaved in a way that doesn't fit the values of the household, it is time to have a discussion with them. Now, this is natural. You know, children are going to push boundaries. They are going to figure out what they can get away with, especially as they become teenagers. And so, you know, our job as parents is to really learn to respond instead of react. So the initial reaction may be one of yelling or raising the voice and they don't respond well to that. Actually, no children respond well to that. But highly sensitive children do not respond well to that. They don't like loud noises and now one of the people they love the most in the world is upset with them. So this will shut them down. They're not going to hear it. On the other hand, when something happens, it's important that you calm down, you allow 
allow your, your child to have some time by themselves to recharge. And then you talk to them about what happened, right? And so, of course, this has to be age appropriate. So some children, as they get older, you could have a proper discussion uh, using a communication. Remember, they deeply process everything and they are deep thinkers and deep feelers. And so giving them that space and time to think about what happened and giving yourself that space and time can really result in a much deeper and better conversation. Okay. And actually have them come up with creative solutions, you know, that will help figure out, well, what can be done differently next time? Okay. So this is one of the things that you can do with highly sensitive children. So I'm going to encourage you to use this form of discipline as much as possible. They need to understand what's happening versus that, you know, just telling them the way things need to be. Okay. So a quick recap, a highly sensitive child or teen is born this way on purpose. Some of the signs that you may notice is that they startle easily with noises, become easily overstimulated, they need a routine, the tags on clothing or scratchy clothing they don't enjoy, um, they may be called and labeled shy by others, and they may just, just need more alone time, more time to process things and make decisions, and that's okay. Remember, the HSPs and the empaths in your lives are gifts. They are great listeners. They care deeply. They can sense what others need. They have a deep sense of justice and they can be highly spiritual, intuitive, and provide great, deep, authentic connection. These are people that you want in your life. And if you're lucky enough to have a child that is an HSP, you are blessed. And understand that they need to be honored alone time and time to recharge. And one of the things to know is that often a highly sensitive people, if you hurt them, and they will cut you off from their lives because they don't feel honored, supported, and cared for. Thank you for joining us for the Enlightened Heart Podcast. Remember, I will have all the resources I mentioned on this podcast at my website, theenlightenedheartpodcast.com. I started this podcast because I wanted to have a way that I could support HSPs and empaths thrive in the world, in a world that's not designed for us. Our gifts are much needed, and I hope this podcast is supportive. I'd love to hear from you, and if you enjoyed this podcast, Take a moment to subscribe.